And that's why I wanted to bring in Zach Heilprin. He's our guest on the Five Star Telecom talking text line. So, Zach, there was a lot of misinformation kind of floated around, especially on Twitter and, and social media yesterday. We knew Sunday night, yesterday morning-ish, that it looked like the Big Ten was going to cancel the season, and then it was announced earlier this afternoon. Yesterday, there was a lot of backlash from players and coaches, and, and everybody was getting in on it. What happened in the time period between when we first heard the report and when the cancellation actually happened? What happened in, in those middle, I don't know, 24 to, to 36 hours? More meetings, 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 and meetings. And as much as you know, I thought you know, we were messaging back and forth a little bit last night, and I thought maybe some of that uh, messaging from the players and the coaches wanting to play, that we want to play, that we are united, that type of stuff was going to have an impact. And in the end, it just didn't. The, the, the Big Ten presidents, it sounds like overwhelmingly, not unanimously, obviously, with Nebraska clearly uh, not happy with the decision, but overwhelmingly you know, wanted to cancel the season based on the medical evidence that they had. And that's what they went ahead and did. I, I don't think uh, you know, the, the reports that they were going to cancel, that ended up being the case. And uh, you know, that's where they are right now. They voted, they voted today, and, and it's done. So who who exactly had a vote? Was it the athletic director of each school? Was it some president? Did coaches have any input? Like, how did the vote come to be? Because we thought there was a vote yesterday, and then that was refuted, and, and it sounded like Iowa yeah. and Nebraska were the only dissenters. How, how did that vote exactly go? I think it was an internal vote that happened. Uh, the first one that, that went 12-2 to 2 that we all heard about from Dan Patrick, uh, the breaker of college news, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so I think that was an internal one that was not official, but it's presidents and chancellors. So for Wisconsin, it would have been uh, Rebecca Blank, the chancellor, uh, would have uh, would have been the one that voted for Wisconsin. And there's 13 others in similar positions as hers that would be the um, the one that would take that. Okay, I, it's it's interesting today. Scott Frost at Nebraska has been kind of the outspoken one against this decision. I know Paul Chris is going to speak with the media at 5.30, so we'll know more, and, and you'll obviously be a part of that. You report on everything that ever happens in, in with the Wisconsin sports world. What what have you heard from Paul Christ in the last couple of weeks, if anything, to indicate maybe which way that Wisconsin was leaning? Or Barry Alvarez, or whoever you've heard from, you know? I was going to say, I was going to say, yeah, Paul Christ, that's a good one. Um, yeah, Paul Christ, we haven't heard from Paul Christ since June. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, in, in terms of the way Wisconsin went, I mean, the, the, the statement, Barry Alvarez, clearly, when he sent out this letter a few weeks, uh, it might have been three weeks ago now, uh, maybe even longer, about the dire situation they were going to be in uh, if the football season got canceled. Uh, and they were essentially setting up what they ended up doing, which is with this Badger legacy campaign of trying to get people to uh, donate money or leave their money in that they purchased football tickets for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Barry Alvarez knew exactly where this was going three weeks ago and where Wisconsin was at in terms of what they were going to do. Like, I think Barry, if, if possible, he would have probably wanted to push this and delay it as, as long as possible, get it to you know, potentially the end of September you know, in, in, in terms of starting the season. You know, maybe, you, maybe something miraculous happens instead of just giving up at this point. But um, obviously Wisconsin and everybody else uh, in the Big Ten outside of perhaps Nebraska and Iowa were on board with, with you know, cutting bait and going. But I think Wisconsin knew that this was coming. I think we all knew it was coming um, for quite some time. Yeah, well, I think we knew it weeks ago, and then we kind of stopped thinking about it. I remember I had Colton Bartholomew, the State Journal, on, and, and we were both kind of burying college football. This is over a month ago, and then it kind of fell off our radar. And then we got the schedule release, and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe. And then obviously the news today. Zach Heilprin, our guest, on the five-star telecom talk and text line. What does this mean for 
for seniors, right? If this is their last year of eligibility, is it possible that if the SEC plays, and based on the statement from the SEC commissioner that was just put out in the last 15 minutes, they're, they're going, is it possible that players could move around from school to school just to get a chance to play? I, I don't know how any of this is going to work. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. I think it's possible. Okay. I don't know how likely it is, but I think it's certainly possible that we could see an uptick in the, the transfer portal here. But again, the SEC, what it's saying on August 11th, not doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be able to continue on and play whenever they. Uh, what, their season, what is their season? I think is starting at the end of September. Is that how they're? Is that how they're doing? I, I, I can't. I couldn't keep track of how, where everybody's seasons were starting. I don't necessarily think that means that they're all they're going to get all the way through it. You know what I mean? Like right yeah. now, it's potential with without students on campus. It's one thing. It may look very different in the middle of September with you know all those students on campus. Um, so we'll see. But I do think it's possible because these guys and. You know, we've seen a number of badges, including Eric Burrell, the safety, saying spring season is not going to happen. That's just that's oh, just ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's impossible. It's not going to happen. So for him, you know, with no guarantee that uh, Wisconsin's going to be able to, uh, you know, hold his scholarship and, and give him an extra year next year. We saw what they did in the spring with the spring athletes was saying, you know, the NCAA gave everyone in the spring a waiver saying if the school wanted them back for another year, they could come back. Wisconsin said thanks, but no thanks. And everyone was wondering what would happen if football was going to do that. And I think now we're in that position. So what happens to guys that are fifth-year seniors or, you know, even four-year seniors, like a Jack Cohn or an Eric Burrell, are are their careers done? Or are they going to be able to come back next fall? Do they want to come back next fall? Like, there's a lot of unanswered questions when it comes to that type of stuff. But I do think it's potential if, if, uh, these other conferences end up playing um, that you could see, that, and there's still time here for guys to transfer that you could see that end up happening. It would be fast and furious right before the season starts. And once again, I, I got the statement from Greg Sankey of the SEC in front of me, and it, it doesn't mention a date. I, I can look that up, and, and I'll talk about that with my listeners, and maybe we can try to figure out a timeline. But I know your time is short. Here's the thing I can't get past, Zach, and maybe you can add some some detail and help me understand The Big Ten is all about health and safety, right? We want to protect the athletes, protect the students. I I get that. But then all of these schools, at least as of right now, correct me if I'm wrong, UW-Madison's, they're going to have students back and they're going to be in dorms and in classrooms and in cafeterias, right? Was it just a lesser of two evils? You can't get rid of the entire student body, so you get rid of of, of sports? Or or like, how does UW-Madison say health and safety, no sports for a couple hundred athletes, meanwhile 40,000 students can come back and return to life as normal? Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be... They're not going to have, may uh, you know, large mm-hmm. lecture style classes at UW Madison this fall. That's I mean that's that's not happening. They've said that's not going to happen. Uh, the classes are going to be small, smaller. The stuff's going to be spread out. But you're still going to have a large population of students on campus. I don't think it's so much you know bringing the kids back to school. I think it's everything that happens around school. And you're right, the yeah. dorms and uh, and that type of stuff. If you want my um, cynical opinion on yes, it, it is, it, it is the fact that if they say we're going to do everything online, you're going to have a lot of people pulling tuition money. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have a lot of people pulling money that, that goes to the dorms. And as much as you know, the $100 million that Wisconsin uh, athletics is losing, that doesn't really impact uh, Wisconsin at the, the educational aspect of Wisconsin. Now, the Badgers do give some money to them, but it's not a huge hit there. I, losing out on the tuition... Uh, of students and, and the dorms and all that stuff, that would be a hit that would probably be too much. And I, and I think that is why, that's my cynical opinion on why they have not uh, completely 
pull the rug out on that type of stuff. Well, yeah, it's it's money. I, I don't think that's overly cynical. Um, I, I just think that's the reality. And the reality is like big organizations, powerful people with a lot of money, they got to make tough decisions that affect people like that sometimes. I, I, I get it. Last question for you because I know you got to go. Um, for coaches and programs who disagree, like Scott Frost, and I saw Michigan was still out practicing today, like they still have the option to practice. If if Michigan says, well, we want to play, we want to compete, or Scott Frost does, is there a next step? Like, is there a, a, another step that these teams can take to to try to compete in some fashion? Like, what's their next step of, of, of action if they want to take one? If they want to no longer be a part of the Big Ten? Is, yeah, is that what it would sure. take? Uh, well, no. Here, I mean, there was, uh, because obviously Nebraska has come out pretty forcefully said that they, you know, want to, want to go, <clears throat> excuse me, want to go and play other teams, you know, play this fall. Uh, I saw a, uh, a comment from Bill Moose, their athletic director, to the athletic saying that it would be against Big Ten um, regulations for them to go ahead and do that. And so I don't believe I don't believe it'll end up happening. I know Ohio State says it will not be doing it. Michigan, I believe, is not doing it as well. Now all these teams are still going to be able to practice. They're mm-hmm. still going to be having twenty hours where they can get together each week. And I think uh, Wisconsin and everyone else will take advantage of those to keep those guys as safe as they possibly can. Um, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I would be shocked if if we see Nebraska end up playing somewhere else, assuming they still want to be in the Big Ten. Yeah, that that would be a pretty drastic step um, for a coach who's only been yeah. there now a couple of years. I, I just think that would be and not drastic. done too great. Yeah, exactly. And not been and not too great. Exactly. He doesn't have a reason to speak up too loud. I mean, Kirk Ferentz has been there a while. It's not like he's winning national titles, but he's got a little bit more of a box to stand on than than Scott Frost. Zach, I know you got to talk to uh, to Paul Christ at five thirty. He's notoriously like. Short and boring in press conferences. Is there anything you're going to ask him? Anything you want to get out of him? I'd like to know. Uh, I, I wish I would have asked and didn't get a chance to ask Barry Alvarez about the eligibility aspect of it, whether we've seen the end, if there's no spring season, whether we've seen the end of Eric Burrell and Jack Cohn and the rest of the seniors that are uh, that were going to be playing their final years or whether that's a possibility that they're going to come back. I'm guessing he's going to tell me he doesn't know, but the question uh, I think is, is worthwhile anyways. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to try to track down this presser somewhere. I'm sure I'll end up reading about it either at <laughs> WK2iSports.com. I'll put it up there or on your station, The Zone, as well, the Wisconsin Sports Zone. We'll hear it in updates, too. Zach, I appreciate you fitting us in because I know you're covering a million different things right now, but enjoy the press conference and good luck with, with all the things that are going on. You're, you're doing God's work trying to track all these details down. <laughs> Thanks again, Zach. All right, Grant. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks. That's, that's Zach Heilprin, the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. Our sister station, The Zone in Madison.